I see this a lot. I feel like, you know, like you make your own luck, like opportunity knocks, but not if there's no door there. I felt like I built a door and I made my own luck. I didn't plan for any of that shit to happen. It just did. What's going on? You're listening to episode 56 of the Perspective Podcast, and I'm your host, Scotty Russell of Perspective Collective. The show is all about carving out time to build something for yourself and being open to seeing things from a different perspective, hence Perspective Podcast. I want to share what is and isn't working for me, along with sharing my guest point of view. And let's start things off with some quick announcements that I am extremely excited about. I have new products in my shop over at perspective-collective.com slash shop and kicking things off for that weird insane pizza lover in your life this one's for you uh, brian mccloskey of industry print shop and i collaborated on a limited run of 35 screen printed pizza boxes like these things are so dope they it's a piece of work of art itself But Scotty, what's inside, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked because inside of that is three exclusive 10 by 10 prints and a sticker sheet because everyone loves extra toppings. This one is legit one of the most custom, unique products I've ever seen or been a part of, and you can snag one while they're hot for only $40. Once they're gone, they're gone. I'm so excited. I keep spitting on my pot filter on my mic right now. Uh, continuing on, also in the shop are two new sticker packs. Uh, back by popular demand, I have a revised version of the Pizza Party sticker pack. I sold out like 80 packs of these back in July in under a week. On top of that, there's a second premium sticker pack with new designs that I haven't released yet. And I started off with 50 a piece of both of these. And after this last week, I have about half of each left. So jump on these now. The Fighting Pizza enamel pen is also on sale, as well as I'm also having an office cleaning sale. Uh, I have a ton of original drawings slashed to super low prices just so they can find a happy home. And to be honest and transparent, all purchases go into funding new equipment for the show in 2018 as I'm doubling down my focus on the podcast. This show is the most fulfilling, the most rewarding side project I've ever pursued. And I think personally, it meets the greatest need in the world that I'm trying to figure out how to deliver over time. And thank you to all of those who supported me so far in the past week and to those in advance who do as well. Again, you can snag up some of these custom art gifts for that special someone in your life over at perspective-collective.com slash shop. It's hard to follow last week's episode up with Dustin Lee of Retro Supply Co., but I believe I got another heater for you today. And I'm joined by Tony Diaz of the Artist Run, award-winning screen print shop specializing in apparel and flat stock, industry print shop in Austin, Texas. They work with some of the biggest names in the industry like Goodtype, Morning Breath, James Victoria, Aaron Draplin, just to name a few, just on the flat stock printing side of things. And while it says print shop in their name, they do far more than that as they are in the business of creating experiences for creatives like you and me. And Tony and his crew were also in the business of building doors, as kind of what you heard in the intro soundbite, which we dive deeper into in this episode. 
Tony's a punk rocker turned screen printer turned business owner. Not only does he have an incredible story to tell, but he has a ton of wisdom and bravado to motivate you to keep pushing your work to the next level. A little sample of what we talk about in this episode is creating your own luck, betting on yourself when others tell you you can't, finding things you believe in to contribute to that are bigger than yourself, the power of collaboration, providing mutual value, and so much more. Uh, You need to listen to the end of this episode to hear how you can get a fat-ass discount on their website, which is loaded with some of the most killerest merch, most killer merch, killerest isn't a word, some of the most killer merch out there, and... Real quick, you can find the show notes to this episode to follow along with at perspective-collective.com slash 56. If you think somebody could benefit from listening to this, please just give it a quick share on social media. That's the biggest way the show has grown over the last year and a half. And I'm always sharing the episode artwork and even the artwork you've created through inspiration from the show over at Perspective Podcast on Instagram. Connect with me over there. And woof, let's get into the show already. I'm sitting here talking to one of the coolest cats in the creative game, Tony Diaz. He's the head honcho of Industry Print Shop in Austin, Texas, and I'm stoked to finally get this dude on the show to share his story. Tony, how the hell are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastically well. How are you? Um, I'm good, man. I'm stoked to have you here. This is a long time in the making. For sure. Thanks for having me. I um, also wanted to say thanks for in the pop-up crop review uh episode the like with the lineup of everybody that was there to be like one of the top three i was like damn like Uh, showing up uh, each day with intention man that was a powerful and you only spoke for like five minutes before you guys started your workshop so like that was uh that was big i didn't know if you listened to it or not so that's that's dope no i appreciate that it 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 was awesome um I'm, i'm glad that you took something out of it and can share with their listeners and everything that's that's why you're here you have a lot to share so uh let's start right off will you give you know my audience a quick little brief wikipedia page about yourself before we go into your story yeah for sure um it's kind of like playground hustler turned punk rock musician turned you know designer screen printer turned businessman slash dad and when I say like businessman, I, I like to reference Jay Z when he's like, uh, "I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man." Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. Because I mean, it's just so much more that that goes into everything than just running a business. It's like so much relies on it on me. It's a lot of it's my visions and things like that. So, and you um, have about industry has about what thirty employees? Yeah, yeah, we're we're already like like we've already crushed 30 or I think we're like at 31 right now and um, probably add a couple more people here pretty soon awesome and and we'll talk about the 10 years in a little bit but you've been you've been grinding for 10 years in the business right now which is huge congrats to you man thank you yeah I've been um in the print game screen printing and stuff like that for a little over 15 years uh the industry's 10 years old this year Word. Well, that that's perfect. Then, you know, what's the story behind how you got into screen printing and then how screen printing got you into starting the brand industry print shop, starting your company? You know, how did that all start? It, it started um, <clears throat> when uh, I moved to Austin <clears throat> from San Antonio, native Texan. Um, and uh, my dream 
was to be in and to play and tour in a punk rock band that was like my jam that was that's what i wanted um was told throughout high school by my counselors like that there's no future in that you, you what are you doing you're, you're you're wasting i mean i graduated like number two in my class of like 400 oh damn i didn't and know that so they um i mean school just was real easy for me um and so but but at the same time like i got no love like they didn't like you know i had the ropes and i had the 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 every, all the marks to be like you know this guy graduated with honors but you know when it came to helping me out with beyond high school my counselors thought like i was a lost cause one thing that i you know that i used to motivate me is people telling me i can't do something um that really pushes me to be like nah like fuck you i got this <laughs> watch me that's like that's my like watch me watch me watch me do this with that after high school i moved to austin was pursuing my dream of being in a band uh doing that and would you play in a band i play guitar okay the the band that that i was in and developing with the band there's it's it's like it's a group it's a group of people and if not everybody is all like you know 500 percent in then then it's real hard when one or two people are and two or three other people are not because i was so passionate about punk rock and the music and everything i, I got real active in the in the music scene here in austin became friends with a lot of of the really bigger bands in town um and i was such like on top of that like i was such a fanboy i was such like a, a band nerd that I knew about bands before like everybody else knew about them. I was all in the in the zines and following touring schedules and this is like way before the internet um, was readily available mm -hmm. like it is now. So I mean I, I would just dive into finding new bands and what my favorite bands were listening to and they're touring. They're these kind of like what, what they call baby bands which basically means like they're touring, they might have a record, but they're just like not big. Mm -hmm. They're like opening acts. And those are like my favorite bands. Um, and I'd be like right up front. They were like the kind of bands that played like when doors open, so there's nobody there. I would be like right up front, like singing every song, like pumping my fist. And then, you know, the guys in the band are like, who's this one kid, you know, like, you know, 600 miles away from where we are, knows who we are. And so I became friends with a lot of touring bands that way. Were you doing design at this time? I started to dabble. That was kind of like what I was going into. Like I started dabbling in design, making um, designs for the for bands that I knew, as well as my band. And then just making like what I thought were cool t-shirt designs, um, which turned into starting clothing line. From there, I'd swag out all my homies, all my friends in bands, and just kind of got the name out there. I would set up at the shows. I'd hustle my merch. Um, and because I was, hus I was there, I was hustling my merch. The other bands were like, yo, can you, can you work the merch table for us? And I mean, I was like, hell yeah. So I like immediately became like the merch guy. And so some of these bands that I had gotten like really really friendly with like all of a sudden they blew up they're like on trl and on headlining tours and just crushing shit that's when they got me i started working for bands they bring me out on tour i was being their merch guy 
um, tour managing, guitar teching, just kind of, I was in the band Mm -hmm. because when you're on tour, it's a family and and it's like, it's, it's like a body. It's, it's, it's a business. It's like one, like we're all one unit Mm -hmm. and it's not just like the four or five guys like on stage. There's so many people. There's like at least another four or five people that are helping support that group do their thing. And for me, it was, um, I, I was very fulfilled in the fact that I was contributing to something that a, I believed in and was passionate about, but that it was something that was bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like all you counselors said that, you know, there's no, there's, there's no future in this. There's, and here I am like making like really good money being on tour and enjoying this, the shit out of what you do. Dude, it was awesome. And then I'm hustling my gear um, getting the name out there. Um, and, and I was so design and screen printing, being on the road, all that was kind of like happening all at the same time. Eventually some friends of mine from Austin, they, they recorded a new record. Um, they had always been a four piece. They, they lost their guitar player, recorded a record as a four piece. Um, but then when it came to tour time, they, they didn't have a second guitar player. So they hit me up and I learned the songs in like a couple of months and then hit the road. Um, that band was called Near Miss. The record was le- released on Takeover Records. So we were on tour and now I'm like living the dream like for real. You know, it's this is like there's I, I feel like there's varying success levels of being in a band. And for me, I felt like just being on tour, like playing in a touring band was, was that, that was it. Like, I didn't care about a Grammy. I didn't care about all these record sales. It didn't matter to me. It was just about that experience and and being on the road. The lifestyle of it. The lifestyle and connecting with, with the fans, connecting with the people that music means so much to everybody. But in that scene, particularly like, you know, yo, this song changed my life. This record changed my life. Like whatever it's, it's true. Um, and to be a part of that was something that I felt extremely fulfilling. So we're on warp tour, the drummer's Canadian. Um, and, and the Warped tour is we, we hit Canada and the producers at Warped tour, they, they knew about it. The Canadians, they love their own. Right. So our drummer being Canadian was, was huge is like they put us on the main stage so it was like kind of like you know early evening you know kind of like when the bigger band start to play and we're on the main stage and we're you know we get to the song that's like they made a video for it's like our single or whatever i like it sounds cliche it sounds corny it's whatever but like uh, i don't care because it like it happened but i had this moment of like this out of body experience and I, I could see the energy, like the aura, like I was seeing colors. I was, I was like, I don't even know if I was playing guitar at the time because <laughs> I was just like, so out of it. And what I kind of zeroed back into like this feeling that I was having, I, I think it was, I mean, it, it was, it was a realization that like you're, truly living your dream like you've been doing this for the last 10 years and and here you are like you're on the you're on the completely on the other end of where you started like as a fan like 
feeling the energy that that I felt seeing the band play when I was 16 now being a source of that energy for somebody else and just seeing like the like the thousands of kids that were in front just like going ape shit and like it's because like I'm here I'm doing this it what would you say what would you say is like the biggest driving force of was it the fuck you to the counselors and stuff at the time or was it just something internal driven that got you to that place like the the drive like little tiny milestones you were selling the merch then you were going you know doing the tech stuff for the band and next thing you know you're in the band on the work tour i say this a lot i feel like you know like you make your own luck like opportunity knocks but not if there's no door there i felt like i built a door and i made my own luck i didn't plan for any of that shit to happen it just did and it was like just I guess rolling with the momentum, like, yo, this happened. All right, cool. I- I'm real bad at like celebrating victories. Dude, I'm like, the worst, like, man. I'm the right? worst. It's like, all right, oh, wow. Like it, if there was like an artist that I ever wanted to print for and we're printing for them, I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then the next second, I'm like on to the next one. What's like, next? About, exactly. Dude, yeah, like, I'm oh, right cool. there like, with you. I put out an episode it, about like celebrating small wins or any kind of win because I don't do it. I, it's I I just I'm just like oh like cool like you know pat on the back whatever like what do you want a cookie like you're so su- you're supposed to go after this shit to answer your question I mean I think one fed the other fed the other fed the other I I really didn't take no for an answer um, in in the sense that um, when I knew when I could see that the band that I was trying to create and market and push and do that for wasn't happening i'm like how else am i going to make this happen because really if if it came down to it when they're like oh you want to be in a band but why it's like so i want to tour like i want to be on that stage i want to i want to be in a different city the next day and i don't know why i wanted that but i saw all all my favorite bands and that's what they were doing and i was like the shit looks like fun like I, I want to do that. Well, well, where did the want come from? Like you, you're you're playing on stage at the Warp Tour at, at prime time, and then how did that want switch to starting industry print shop though? Like how did all that worlds you know flip? The that that was like instantaneous. That's like the whole point of that story was like had this crazy feeling. I could see colors, and it was. <laughs> So I was out of my body and I wasn't even that high. Tripping like, but not tripping. <laughs> exactly. And and on like and straight up the next day I was over it. I was done. I was done. Damn, so it's just like one of those you got a taste of that dream and now it's like what's next? Exactly. It was okay, like, I get I mean, it. I, I get it, man. I have been doing, I have been touring, I have been doing that whole lifestyle for about four years. And then I felt kind of like I was on the tail end of it when when the band approached me to be in the band. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, like this is it. Let's do it. And so, but, but the next day, like I said, I was done. Um, I married pretty early. I got married in September 
Um, and in January, I, the, that following January, I was pretty much on tour for like the next like three and a half years. Mm. So like I'd be home for like a month or a couple weeks or, you know, whatever, some kind of ex- small amount of extended time. I mean, I just missed my wife. Honestly, I was ready to come back. I was ready to be a husband. I was ready to really get in, get more into screen printing. Because mm-hmm. all the while I had been designing, I had a laptop, you know, on the road, making merch designs, um, making new designs for myself. And when I get home, I print. And I had this really good opportunity with this shop that I kind of learned uh, all the ABCs of screen printing from. Um, so when the tour was over, I was like, yo, guys, I'm like, I'm done. And also, too, it wasn't like a bad thing. Like, I am way better with stage presence than I am a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I throw up mean energy, but like my riffs are fairly limited. <laughs> right. But, you know, after the tour was over, I got home and I just like went all in with screen printing. Um, the shop that I was working at, the owner sold it to one of the printers that worked there. That printer like hired me to be like the general manager and to basically run the shop. And so I did, um, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, and so about, I would say, um, maybe about a, a, like within the year of me coming home and doing that, like working at that print shop, I broke off and started industry. Where'd the name come from? Industry print shop. Uh, I don't know, a handful of things like being on the road, seeing all the like industrial, um, buildings like, you know, in the Northeast and just stuff like that. It, it, it just, it just kind of stuck out. I wrote down a handful of names and I wrote down industry and, and I just, I was like, that's it. Cool. Done. And it started, right. started with just you, just you just solo me. pulling in just like me. local. Was it started off with like band gigs and stuff Pretty like much. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other shop that I had worked at, you know, I, I had developed a, like some relationships with some of our clients and stuff like that. And so when I was piecing out with everybody, I did not like try to take any that any of those clients. I was like specifically like, you know, I just want to say thank you and I'll see you around. Um, but there was a handful that were like, no, like wherever you go, I'm going. And so they're like, it's not loyal to the shop. Like we're loyal to you. So that was the, I already kind of had about like, half a dozen clients, you know, like, like just starting off the bat, like, you know, within like the first couple of weeks of having my equipment, I had like a dozen jobs to print. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I started it all by myself. I pretty much had a list of equipment that I wanted. Like I just, I just went in, I got everything I needed and then just set up shop. Um, I did everything. Um, I did all the steps uh, printed the films, burned the screens, set up the job, ordered the shirts, sh- print the shirts, box the shirts up, uh, invoice it, and on the next one. So I did that for a minute um, before reaching out to a couple of local guys here that were um, getting up on the streets um, with like screen printed We Paste posters. Really, I just kind of reached out to them because I was bored just being by myself in the shop. Like I kind of at first, that's what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it got real lonely real quick. And so, yeah, that's kind of like 
you know, started to bring some people on just to kind of like hang out and do whatever. And here's like my official congratulations, but dude, tell you're, you're 10 years into it. And what I love the most is the merch. Like you guys aren't just a normal print shop that just focus on other people. You brand the shit out of your own stuff. And, you know, I got plenty of things to rock thanks to you. <laughs> so like, I love the merch game and I'm definitely linking that up in the show notes, but celebrating this 10 years, it looks like you guys went all out on the merch and you yeah. even created your own beer. Yeah. Which is yeah. dope. Like how did the process go in that? Like selecting the designs. I know like Bobby Dixon and Brian, you got some killer designers. You, you got basically artists that work at your place as well, including yourself and then brewing your own beer. Like where did that idea even come from or the process of it? I guess backstory for the 10 year stuff was Bobby came up with this, this X is like Roman numeral for 10. Um, and the way that I kind of saw it was that perspective X industry, you know, um, when it just that X meaning collaborative for, for me, I, I wanted it to, I wanted to focus, um, a lot of what we made for the 10 year to be collaborative. Um, for instance, the designs that, um, morning breath yep. did for us the skateboard that we made um, every, every just almost uh, like we made socks with this like local sock company um, and then the beer came from um, really just kind of like who do we work for what do they do and how can we do it together um, and so one of the biggest breweries here in town Austin Beer Works has is honestly it's like one of our top clients they they have rad branding and design work that was um, created uh, from uh, Christian Helms and Helms Workshop. We have been printing for them since they were even a brewery, really. And we kind of approached them like, yo, what would it take to have our own beer? And they it was real easy. Like the minimums were not crazy. And then as far as like the flavor and, and how all that came about, it's a blood orange goza. So a goza is kind of like a sour beer, usually brewed with some sort of like fruit and is salty. It, so we figured that we make it the blood, sweat, mostly tear, tears flavor. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the blood orange came in. That's where it being a goza came in for the salty of, you know, sweat and tears and no that, that shit was good and it's it, it went out real quick at pop-up crap at the after party no burned through that stuff so quick so fast free beer that tastes good i mean and good branding it's it's gonna go well at a design conference yeah no for sure and and you know we we were like is there anything that we need to do for the design this that the other and they're like no you just whatever you want so at that point, just kind of let Bobby just just let him loose on it, and and he killed it. Um, we have people that come up <clears throat> or tag us in social media about them drinking the beer, and they're like, "Got the beer just because of the can." That, you know? That's why I buy a lot of beers and stuff just for the labels. Speaking of the motto, blood, sweat, and mostly tears. Like where you guys are big on models that it's, it's all across your merch too. And it lets people kind of feel like they're a part of industry. That's why I like rocking your shit so much, but things like blood, sweat, and mostly tears. And uh, my personal favorite can't stop. Won't stop. Where, where do you, these originate from? And then 
I mean, you guys kind of just dive right in and fully, what would, what would be the word, you know, live by these words as a team throughout your shop. Absolutely. Uh, can't stop, won't stop. You know, though, though I, I claim like punk rock and, and everything, like I'm a huge hip hop head, always have been. It got to a point where with the shop, we were gaining some steam, you know, we were kind of like making, you know, planting our flag just here locally and, you know, jobs came like more and more jobs came. They, they were starting to get bigger and bigger. The clients were getting bigger and bigger. The work was better and better. And the opportunities just started coming through. And it was like the, it was like a hustle, man. It was like, I, I could feel like we're just hustling and grinding. And, um, it was at that point, and this was probably like, you know, 2010, 2011, when all these opportunities are st really starting to like gain momentum, that I had this correlation of like, like, we're just hustling, like, we're like, like, got this like mean, like, hip hop vibe that's just like pushing. It's like, can't stop. Won't stop. Can't you stop. Know, won't boys. stop. Rockefeller records because we, we get down. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's, you know? that's what I think of. It's it, for me. It is Puff Daddy, P Diddy. It was yeah. all like, uh, 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 can't stop, won't <laughs> stop, bad boys. As I was like that, that like that's just. It was just kind of like you know. I just uh, adopted it. Um, I felt like you know we we were we we hustle hard, just just like they do in the in the hip hop records. I kind of like brought that in and and just like rolled with it. Um, Blood sweat mostly tears. That that was gifted to us um, when we when we started to get real serious. Um, one of the things that I quickly realized was that oh, we need to have some like good branding. We need to we need to work on our logo set. We need to we need our our own identity and and um, and at that time, it, you know, I didn't have like a creative director on hand. But I was working with a lot of really talented designers at at, a, at agencies that that you know that they were just like you and me, like we're homies. They're you know they're showing shooting us jobs and and stuff like that. So this one particular designer, extremely talented, I reached out to him. Uh, his name's Ryan Rhodes. And he's one half of the founding uh, members of the design studio called Land. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't know who Land is, it's Land Boys on Instagram. You need to check it out. They're like your favorite designers, designers. And anything that you've seen is like, if you go and you look at their work, you're like, oh, yeah, this looks like so-and-so. It's like, well, it looks like so-and-so because so-and-so is like biting land. So that's my two cents on land. We'll, we'll link them up in the show notes for sure. But anyway, um, Ryan Rhodes, um, I reached out to him to do um, some logo work for us. And so as a good designer, you know, he kind of had me do like a mini creative brief, mm -hmm. uh, asked me some questions, wanted to, he caught, he knew our vibe, but wanted to kind of get an inside look of kind of what happens at the shop. What was the, you know, how do you guys interact with each other and stuff like that? And so, you know, at the time, you know, it was like mm, maybe like three or four of us. Um, 
And one of the things that, you know, I was like a running theme was like, stop crying, stop your crying. Like, oh, this thing's not going right, you know, or this or, that, or oh man, this is a lot of work or just whatever it was. It was just like, stop bitching, stop your crying, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of told him that and he came back with this whole like identity suite and it was like blood, sweat, mostly tears. And like, he got it. You know what I mean? Like he nailed it. That was gifted to us um, by somebody who who gets who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I felt like it really captured the vibe of of who we who we are, who we were. Um, it's just like just get it done, you know. Like yo, we're gonna, you know, there we might cry through it like behind closed doors. But like the shit's gonna get done. At the end of the day, everything gets done though. I it get is, it, and, and we crush it. You know, it's 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 ain't no thing. And you know, the, those same like complaints and all that. That's that like that was like at that moment of time. You know, it, um, you know, I don't think it was ever really genuine. It was just like us razzing each other. You know, like oh oh poor baby, you can't do that. There's definitely you definitely have a culture after like getting to meet all the people from the team at these conferences and getting to tour, you know, industry itself. Like there's definitely that grimy hustler, get shit done, but yet still have fun. Get shit done and still have fun. Uh, I just gifted you one right there. So, (laughs) no, I, I dig the vibe that everything you guys put out. Speaking of, I know something that big that you guys just had that I know you were excited about was early in November, uh, you got to team up with Volcom and yeah. present your own art show cut from the same cloth. Like what, tell people about that. Cause I, I know you guys were stoked and there is some crazy unique artwork that you guys were putting up for that. And Volcom's obviously a huge brand that most of us know about. The whole, there, there's definitely a concept behind that show. Um, additionally, I think it just kind of goes more along to kind of what I said earlier that, that, you know, you make your own luck, mm-hmm. you know, building our, we, 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 I would call us like industry door builders. Cause like it are building the oper- building that door. So that way opportunity is knocking hard. Um, and so right around the same time, you know, that whole like can't stop, won't stop. Um, motto kind of was birthed into the shop. Um, we we're making a lot of work, a lot of a lot of art. We we're getting up in the streets. Um, we we're starting to do some gallery shows. We we're really starting to build a name for ourselves. And and the way that the way that we were making work, you know, we work all day in the shop. Then we just like kind of punch out and then just stay there all night making work, like making our own prints, just. Just and it was a group of us, just like having, just like feeding off of each other, you know. And with screen printing and with screen printing, which is in screen printing in general, it, you know, it's it's dirty, it's messy. Um, you know, if you're you're printing and then you get ink on your fingers, you don't want to get it on that print. So it's like, oh, well, it's close to me. I just wipe my hands on my jeans, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, and I didn't ever get mad, like, when my clothes got all inked up. Like, I felt like I wore them, like, badges of honor. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'd still, like, you know, go someplace fancy in those jeans, like, maybe a nice shirt. But, like, I'm going to rock these jeans, like, and people are going to be like, that's, that's dope, right? 
I have all, all my jeans, all my clothes were just all inked out, like after a summer of just like making work. And I had this idea, they were all Levi's. And, and I wanted to approach Levi's with this idea of having this art show that, that we make art in these jeans, in these same pairs of jeans for 30 days. Um, and then at the end of those 30 days, we have an art show. We show the work, but we're also showing the jeans. The jeans is the show. Like the lighting is on the jeans. The focus is on the pants. It's not on the work. The work is a is an afterthought. It's it's a byproduct of what was created when we were wearing these these jeans and wearing them proudly. Um, and I wanted to do that because I feel like there's a there's there's a huge value in in collaborations. Um, you know, using using someone else's brand to elevate your own um, while at the same time bringing value to that yeah, brand. A value share for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, I felt like for a large company like that, it, it was like, you know, these are just like everyday cats that are like hustling, but you know, here's just something unique, you know, that idea never panned out. I didn't ever meet anybody from Levi's to pitch that to our really good buddy and, uh, collaborator and just all around homeboy Michael Sieben he is the he's an artist he's a designer he's an editor-in-chief at Thrasher magazine he's a curator for the Volcom Garden blah 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 he's the man um he kind of reached out wanted to call a meeting I went to the I went to the Volcom Garden and basically the Volcom Garden the creative the global creative director of Volcom lives here in Austin and found this, this property that he got and turned it into a gallery Volcom retail spot. Um, and really it's just like, it's a place to, let's like, a, it's like a content generator for the brand, uh, for art shows, for, they have ramps, they, they run the jewels play there during ACL. Like they just, it's just a place to do rad shit at. And they reached out to us. We had a meeting. And basically that meeting was, we need help, like, with some programming. Like, our house is your house. Like, now you have a venue, like, downtown Austin. Like, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yo, I got this idea for these jeans, this jean show. And they loved it. Like, it was like, yep, done. Like, either we're going to, like, yes, it's done. It's going to happen in, like, three, four weeks. Or it's going to happen in... 2019 <laughs> it's like all right well let's do three four weeks um so we got ourselves some jeans we made a whole body of work um and it came to life um and now uh there's talks of having a altered by industry um subline within volcom i think we i think we hit some home runs for the concept um and just just gave them some really good ideas that now like kind of opened the door for us to to be a, a part of the line, a part of the brand. Which for me, growing up as a skater and a punk rock kid, and their motto is like you know youth against establishment and stuff like that. Like that was like that was my steez. Um, I used I loved Volcom back in the day, and so to be able to be a contributor collaborator for the brand 
help bring them value. I mean, that, that, that's like checked. What's the next one? What's next? Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the, the great thing about this is like, I, I try to encourage people, reach out to people, collaborate and, you know, bring some value to someone else. And Dustin Lee, uh, from, uh, passive income or shit. Dustin Lee from Retro Supply Co. and Passive Income for Designers. He was just on a week before you and all about like the power of collaboration and being a print shop. You've gotten access to some of the biggest names in the creative industry and you've done some killer collaborations with people like Morning Breath, uh, my homegirl Brooke from Good Type, James Victoria, etc., including uh, Volcom. Like what are some of your favorite collaborations and, you know, what's the power of collaboration brought value to like you and your brand and to the other people? I, I'm going to say that, you know, just getting to work, it's like the print jobs that we do, the custom work that we do is is somewhat of a collaboration. But when it comes down to it, it's definitely it's it's a collaboration because it they're coming to us for our expertise, how to approach a, a certain print. Um, but really, to me, that's just kind of like just paying us to do what we do, though that's the case we have been able to work with some of the people that, that like, I mean, I, I could, I could call it a day and be like, I worked with everybody I wanted to work with. Um, that includes morning breath. Um, that includes, um, this design or this art, this art duo from Brooklyn called fail. Um, there's another street artist called WK interact. Uh, another, uh, artist, um, his name, uh, artist name is Dalek. These are all like people that like I grew up, I didn't grow up, but just like in the past like 10 years, like followed and they're, you know, they're like in juxtapose and these like these street artists that I was like held to this, like really on this really high pedestal. And now like we're emailing each other. And when I go to Brooklyn, I get to hang out with all these cats and it's that, that <clears throat> I've heard you say this before but it's about like the relationships. Yeah. Like to me, it's more about the relationships that, that I've, that this place has helped me cultivate. That is where I find the most, I guess, success. Yeah. You know, where I'm most fulfilled with and, that. And not coming at things like building a connection. Cause I feel like when you're treating someone like a connection, you're basically just trying to build a road where you can get something from them and I think in a relationship, that's where that mutual benefit comes and like uh, it, it, things can, you know, blow up from there outside Absolutely, of just a relationship. Man. Like, like for us, you know, I, Absolutely. You probably, like me being part of the industry edition, like, dude, that shit's wild. And uh, I'll be plugging that in the intro too. So, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, um, it's great, man. Just seeing you guys just take off and working with some of my favorite names. And now I have to check out some of these not so mainstream names that you're talking about. Absolutely. But they're, you know, like on the other, on the flip side, like, you know, we're printing for Brooke and good type, which is huge, mm-hmm. you know, print for Draplin print for, you know, all the cats at Mondo and stuff like that. It's like they're. I feel like the people that we work with are on a, on a, on a really high caliber and in a, in like a very wide spectrum of design and art, you know, because people get pigeonholed into a design scene. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much more than what, you know, is like 
the most popular designers on your explore page. And as you guys continue, like I, I met you at crop and now yeah. you've been a sponsor at pop up crop as well as weapons. And that's just opening up this whole new can of worms of people that you're going to be introduced to from there. And like what, what other kind of events that you guys, uh, South by Southwest, you're in Flatstock, aren't you a part of that too? Yeah, yeah, we we're we're part of Flatstock, um, which is a uh, a poster exhibit uh, hosted by the American Poster Institute. Basically, it's celebrating all the artists that you know have you know continue to forge the path of screen printing. Is it like a um, MondoCon? It's like it's some it's the it's the OG MondoCon, um, you know. Screen printed posters existed mainly for the sake of being a gig poster for like a music show. Um, and then that turned into making art prints, turned into it being a license type thing where movie studios release their licenses to make variations of posters, you know, mm-hmm. let's make a different Jaws poster or whatever the case is. See, like people like DKNG <laughs> and stuff are. You know, they're a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of um, cross-pollination between those worlds, um, especially nowadays, um, where in the beginning it was kind of like, you know, <clears throat> the the thing with Flatstock is that you, you have to show, I believe it's like 70 to 80% of what you're exhibiting uh, at Flatstock has to be music related, has right. to be like, has to be gig posters. All right. Um, the rest of it can be, you know, art prints or whatever else. Um, and also it needs to be, you need to be the designer. You know, you can't really be like a print broker or a collector or anything like that. So for us, like when we go up there, we don't, we print p- plenty of gig posters but they're not all like we don't go there with other people's work. We go with we go there exhibiting the gig posters that we designed mm-hmm. and, as well as obviously printed. Um, but that's a big deal for us uh, being out in the con- on the convention center at South by Southwest. That's that's big time. Um, you know, crop crops huge. Um, Shout out to Matt Dawson. Fuck, dude. I keep shouting this, dude. Like, if people need to know more about him. So, like, I plug him every opportunity I can. I, I owe our relationship because of him. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I'm loving, I'm loving the, this day and age that we're living in now. You know, Matt just kind of, like, gave us a follow on, on Instagram and reached out and was like, yo, I think you guys are doing some cool shit. I was like, oh, who's this dude? Yo, you're doing some cool shit too. Like, oh, I'm going to be in Austin. Can I stop by? And it's like from there, once we met, it was like we're like homies. It's like we've known each other forever, it feels like. The power of just reaching out and getting uncomfortable and like talking to someone, you know, that power that you have to just connect with someone through your phone. Like the relationships I've built through just random connections, like it, it, it's, it's insane. That's what that's what gets me so so razzed up sometimes, and you know people are like just complaining or just 
mad at whatever it's like yo man like we have opportunities that we didn't have yeah. 10 years ago 10 years ago we didn't have as much accessibility to the world now it's like yo man like and, and it's here's the thing scotty this shit is free dog i know it's free and it's crazy like when people are bitching and crying it's like you're in control. These are things that you're in control of. Nobody's holding you back from sharing your work and utilizing social media platforms. Like it's all a decision. Like just decide to show up, put your shit out there, get uncomfortable. That's probably another one. And be consistent with shit. You know, be consistency, lot, getting out of your comfort zone and then making opportunities happen. Like I love that building a door. Like that's got my head going already with some type of dope drawing for this. Right. I was starting to say about about crop what and kind of like where things are headed for us at least you know matt matt reached out about pop-up crop we're like we're not just sponsors like we're co-producers of it like we're, we're partners with pop-up crop mm-hmm. so you know like we're kind of married into the brand just pop-up uh, crop or crop just pop up crop. Okay. It's 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 separate. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was a handful of reasons why he asked. Some maybe more obvious, but um, I was glad that he did because you know now we gotta start planning for you know 2018 pop up crop, um, which is not gonna be in Austin, which is mm-hmm. gonna be harder for us to do. Um, but like I'm about it. Um, what what, what where I'm really like being bullish on is is like creating experiences, uh, events. Um, when we go out and we do live printing, like we make stuff. Like on the day to day, like what we're doing is we're making stuff. You know, we're not saving the world. You know, we're we're making stuff. We're making T-shirts. We're making stickers, posters. It's it's just stuff. tangible goods. Yeah. And, but where I feel we bring a lot of value is when we bring the, the print to the people, because it's like, oh shit, I, you're going to go to any activation within a music festival and get like some free swag item. You can go to a conference and you're going to walk the tables and you'll get some sort of free swag item, right? But when you walk by a table and that swag item is being custom made for you, in a process that probably you didn't even know existed. Cause that's the thing It's like, I don't even know how a shirt's printed. It's like this thing that I hear the most, um, outside of design conferences. Um, but, um, that, that's more memorable to people that stays with people longer. It's like, Oh, I got this free tote bag from whatever, or yo, this tote bag was made for me at this event. And I saw how, you know, how your shirts printed. Or and you I get to that. pull the screen yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that leads me into, you're kind of already going down that route, but I want to like prompt it a little bit more. Where do you see industry evolving in the next five to 10 years? Cause you're kind of already going on this topic. I, I see it much more than just a print shop. You know, I love print. That's our foundation. We'll be a print shop, but, but I, I, I we're, we're, there's going to be a certain point where it's just going to be industry. I, I have like putting together a conference like under my belt. So now it's like, I've been having this idea of 
having this like screen print conference. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. now, now it's out there, you know, like now I got to show up and you're like, tell me I can't do it, Scotty. Tell me I can't do it. You're very capable, but you, but you can't and you tell, won't, you but you can't, you can't and you won't. You can't, but that's not me. I'm never one to tell someone they I'm the, I'm the encourager. So don't ask me to say something I don't feel comfortable doing. Uh, watch me. No, uh, uh, no. So, you know, now I have that under my belt. Like I, I, I really would like to do that. Um, there's, um, you know, industry editions. Like I, we don't want to just publish prints like with your, with your, uh, with your project. Like we don't want to just publish a poster. Like that's cool and all, but that can get boring. We want to publish like objects, things that, that people can, that, that people want to get. There's so much that's available right now that it's just not quality because it's available right now. And we want to produce things that we take our time and make some good products, good items that like that are more than just a print on paper. You yeah. know, we want we want somebody that we want to make things that that people are like, I gotta have that. We want to publish books. Uh, we want to. Uh, we've been doing um, design and, and branding uh, projects. Um, identity projects, um, being asked to, you know, redesign, um, of like a fancy hotel. I don't know. There's, there's a lot that I want to do and that I see that we can be doing, but I don't know what all those things are necessarily. I just know where, I just know that we're going to be more than a print shop. We already are. And, um, you know, design identity, you know, product development, you know, just, just going to keep building doors, I guess. Love it, man. Love it. Well then, uh, before I hit the rapid fire questions, this is something I think you're really good at. You're, you're full of it. You're like a wise sage, a level 45 wizard, man. You, you, you got plenty of good advice to give to people, but what's one piece of advice you'd give to a creative who struggles starting or sticking with it? If the next person can do it, then, then you can do it. You know, I, I, I don't like, I'm going to say something, but like, don't take it the wrong way. It's like, you're like, Scotty, you're not, there's nothing like extra special about you. And what I mean by that is like you you're not you're not rich. I'm you, just a you normal didn't person. Come, you didn't come up from privilege. You don't have anything that's been handed to you. Um like that like you're you we're we're just alike, you know? Like like of course you're special, I'm special, we're different and things like that, but there's nothing that gives you necessarily an edge over the next person. Mm-hmm. Right? So if there's somebody out there that is doing it, that is just like you, then there's no reason why you can't do that. That's a big motivator for me. It's like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, like I'm big on that with, when I go to see work at, and art, you know, in museums and art shows and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, oh, like that's dope, right? Like, yeah, I, I can do that. And I, I'm like, I'm going to do that. Well, and a lot know? of people like, in my audience, that's, that's, 
that hits home because a lot of people get paralyzed by comparison. Like, there's no way I could do that. So what you're saying is definitely, you know, get a hit home with people. It's like, if you see someone else doing it, why can't you? Like, I have an yeah. episode that's just like, why can't you? You know, why why can't you be a great speaker or a great designer, a great hand lettering artist? Why can't you? It starts with starts from within. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, making that commitment to being, if that's what you want to do, you stick with it. Just just like with me and being in a band, it's like, yo, like I knew, I could tell that the path that I was on was not going to take me to where I wanted to be. So I found a different route. I like started doing something different that was within that scene, but propelled me to the position that led me to be living my dream Mm -hmm. ultimately patience man patience oh patience man well and it's funny like so many people expect something to happen overnight but as you've kind of just said right all those different jobs all those different experiences you've had along the way all the ups and downs the roller coasters those shitty jobs they've all taught you something like back when you were doing print shop or uh, started at a print shop, you know, you learned all that shit. You didn't know that you're going to be owning industry and what it at, it, what it became today, or just the relationships and uh, the camaraderie that you had in playing in a band, but how you've brought that and built a culture with an industry, all that shit, you know, leads to where you are today. And what you're doing now is going to lead to that person you become 10 years from now. So it's like, you got to appreciate the ups and the downs and the bullshit that comes along with the the growing pains in the process and for like, sure you're you're uh built from scratch uh what was it grassroots all the way man you you're a, a self-made businessman man yeah yeah for sure i didn't i didn't go to school i didn't go to school at all um i took a couple of classes in community college i mean just like in between things but i mean i that, that didn't count man I, I didn't go to school i didn't go to school for business that's for damn sure. It was like only like in the past couple of years that I've kind of put on my like big boy pants about like learning what like a PL sheet is and you know, budgets and stuff like that. It's like, yo, like I, you know, now we have like an HR department. Like that's what's up. Like, <laughs> it's just getting real. Everybody's got there. a drug test now. <laughs> but that that's why that's why you're on the show. That's why I, I sought you out, is because there is no one way of doing thing doing things, especially, you know, people telling you that you can't. Like I've had sometimes my parents didn't believe in the route that I was choosing and people at work, like, why don't you stay at the safe jobs? Like, because I believe there's something else out there for me. I don't know how to fully get to it yet, but I'm going to figure it out. You know, mm. and that's that's why you're here. You carve out time to build something for yourself. That's the theme of the show. And I mean, that's that's why you're here, because your story is so incredible about what you've built and, you know, how you've done it along the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope that that it hits home. I want people to to know that, you know, it, it takes it takes years it takes blood sweat mostly tears it slow and steady grind man slow yeah, and it steady takes grind. that can't stop won't stop mentality it, it it's it's equal you know talents uh hustle like it, it's it's all those things um and you know if you know i might not be the like most talented person uh creatively 
but like I'll hustle, motherfucker. Like <laughs> I'll I'll like like who's gonna who's gonna get this faster, you know, or first. And 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 your DNA, your experiences, and your personality is what also maybe you're not the most talented at this position, but with all those ingredients in the mix, that's what separates you from the next person doing the same thing. You know, Absolutely. like you're, you have a very infectious personality and that immediately is going to open more doors for you than someone who's just a crazy, awesome designer, but they're a dickhead and a fuckwad and they're not a, a pleasure to be around. They don't, they don't make you feel energized when they, when you hang around them. Like when I, I talk to you and I'm a very extroverted person, like, dude, I feel so energized and ready to go fuck something up in a positive way when I'm around you. Like that's infectious. You have a very contagious personality and like that's what separates people. It's not just about the talent. It's all those other things that make you unique. Yeah, absolutely. The it it factor, like you got it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I don't know what that is, but nobody uh, does. That's, that's, that's (laughs) it. Like charisma, personality, grind, hustle, grit, all that shit. That's what makes it, it not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but you know, yeah. All right, let's hit this rapid fire question right now after this little love affair. Uh, uh, if you were on death row, what would your last slice of pizza be? All right, do I have a second to ask a counter, like a counter question? Is this like like toppings or is it like a very specific? Whatever pizza? you want it to be, it could be a Jack's frozen pizza with extra melted cheese on top. It could be cracked pizza from Baton Rouge. It, it would be a, it would be a, a Via three one three pie. With pepperoni and meatballs, dude. I'm pretty sure that's what Brooke Robinson said when she, or uh, yeah, Brooke said three one three via three one three. Via three one three. Is that on six e six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I had that. Cool that. They have a location there. It's yeah, good. that was way that's good. Just, yeah, All right. Okay. What program? Okay. This this. You feel free to give an answer that's not a part of this. What program would you live in each day if you had a choice? You know, AI, Photoshop, but you're screen printing, so. Well, I mean, we use all that, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm somewhat different probably from the, 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 the rest of the crowd. Who's like actual, like full-time creatives, like designing, pushing pixels, pushing pans, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do that as well. There can um, be a caveat to this question too. You could say no, working man, with I, paint I, and pulling screens, that's totally acceptable. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'll stick true to the to 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 what the format is, and I would say Photoshop. Photoshop. Uh, I lo- yeah, I love I love creating my 45 degree line halftones. All right, that's my shit. Flex that shit in the episode artwork, then, man. So all, yeah. So pulling screens yes, and pushing pixels, got it. Uh, script. Oh, hey, hey, I like this one. I, I forget to ask it always, but who's an artist, designer, creative who's been killing it lately that, you know, you, that's really been standing out to you? And you have these underground people, so. I would, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's it's hard for me. Um, I, I don't, I don't follow a lot of, a lot of, tr- uh, like a lot of trends when it comes to like new and upcoming designers. Um, which I probably need to work on. Absolutely. Um, but, um, 
I'm going to have to fall back to some hero shit and just say morning breath. That's totally cool. Just style wise, um, the work that they put out, you know, um, you know, in the studio, like their studio work as well as their, their client work. It's just fucking fire, man. Man, I've been trying to get them on the show for like three months, but like anytime we get something set up, they have something going on. So it's like I wanted to get them on for their book launch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doug and Jason, we've been going back and forth, but just haven't made it happen yet. So sometime we will. But Yeah, no, I I I really love those guys. Those the the the, like uh, their work is so good. Um yeah, I, I would. I mean, if they, if it's just one, you know, I, I would say, I would say, uh, I say, morning breath, man. That answered it perfectly. All right, script serif or sans serif? Uh, sans. Damn, sans that's all like six people in a row now on the the interviews. All right, well, what's your it's favorite? Like, it's like, like, so my street name is anti. So that's like sans is like is like you know it's like another word. Yeah, yep, like, yep, yep. So. I'm just like Sands, you know, I, I like, um, I like readability, you know, I, I like, I just, you know, that modern Sands. cleanliness. Okay. What's your favorite typeface? All right. So, uh, I, I'm going to drop two. That's okay. Um, and one's going to be contradictory to the Seraph's question. Um, I'd say, I'd say just in general, um, I'm, I, I really, I really just love, House Industries um, and their sign painter font. Um, yeah, I love using that as a base um, and growing off of that. Uh, I, I love that aesthetic. Is that on the shirt um, you're wearing right now? No, this is actually a morning breast shirt that they designed for us. Oh, boom! Damn, I can't cop that one either. Damn. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah. Um, sign painter. Sign painter's good. The whole suite, the whole suite's good. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I grew up um, uh, with uh, my grandparents had a toy store, and they had this old timey dude just like go out there and paint their windows. And I was just like, even back then, like I didn't even know like what fonts were. I mean, it was like I was like seven years old, like just watching this dude paint these windows, and I was like, man, that's dope. All the grocery cards, mm-hmm. all the produce, all that stuff. Like I'm a sucker for it. I love that that style. I I geek out over it. Um, and then um, there's this uh, there's this uh, this company or or I don't know what you call it, but it's world famous original. Uh, ben Goding, I think is his name is. Um, he's got this font called Grandmaster Clash. And, and I, like, that's where it's contradictory. It's like a kind of like a black letter font. So it's, it's got the serifs in it, but you know, it's, it's such a dope font. It's so good. Ah, awesome, man. I, I definitely about the house industry sign pair. I have to check out the other one, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this show today. Where can people go to find you online? And industry print shop on Instagram, uh, industryprintshop.com. Uh, our publishing division, Industry Editions, on Instagram. Me personally, uh, my Instagram's anti anti by design, uh, anti by design and yeah, man, that, that's pretty much it. I can't wait to see what 2018 has in store for you guys and how you continue to evolve over the years, and then 
how I can still come and make sure to come and kick it with the homies. So rolling uh, with the industry that, crew. For sure. You're, you're, it's, it's your family, dog. That's damn sure. Like, you know, you go deep with the crew. We got you all uh, damn day. Much love, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks again. I appreciate you too, man. Love you, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace. We're ending 2017 with some fire here on the Perspective Podcast, and Tony delivered another heater after last week's uh, Dustin Lee's episode. Tony is legit one of the most genuine and generous people I've encountered on my creative journey, especially in 2017, and he does so much for our creative community. And speaking of generous, he gave the listeners to the show a whopping 25% off everything in their web store. And I'm not lying when I say they have some of the best merch around. And you could rep some for yourself with the promo code PERSPECTIVE at checkout. They have hats, tees for guys and girls, long sleeve gear, pins, patches, bandanas, etc. Over at industryprintshop.bigcartel.com. Also in the show notes. And something new I want to introduce into the show is something I do each week on my newsletter team over at perspective-collectiveteam.com. I have a segment called Dose of Inspiration where I kick out a creative who I think is just killing shit. And some may have a good following already, but others are some who I think are going to take off and I want you to peep them out before they blow up. So introducing this week's Dose of Inspiration, Jelena Ristic of, of Adams and Lines on Instagram. Literally, it's at of Adams and Lines. And she's known for her black and white line art based illustrations. And there's so much movement and depth within her pieces that ah, it, it can lull you into a trance. And I think you'll dig her work just as much as I do. And she'll also be linked up in the show notes for real. Her work is majestic and trippy at the same time. I really enjoy it. I can't recommend enough that you go and check her out. And as we wrap things up, if you're enjoying what you hear and you want to support the show, I have not one, but two ways you can make that happen. And first off, uh, the supporters at patreon.com slash perspective podcast are making a huge difference in allowing me to elevate the show to where I envision it being. And big thank you to the new people who joined over this last week. I really appreciate you. And with as little as $1, $3, or $5 per episode, you can help me keep up with audio hosting, web hosting, uh, recording software, and equipment. Not only are you helping the show, but I'm trying to give back to you and give you some rewards like bonus mini episodes, discounts on my shop, critiques on your work, etc. And I'm always open to new ideas for rewards to offer you too. So don't be shy. Hit me up directly and you know give me some feedback and some things that you'd like to see. Again, you can invest in the growth of this show by visiting patreon.com slash perspective podcast. And the second way to support the show is by leaving a quick ratings review over on iTunes. It not only helps the show get discovered and jump up the ranks in the art and design category, but it gives me an opportunity to give you a nice little thank you plug like this week's rating and review. And this one's labeled Motivation Station. (laughs) This one's by Dynomoto. He or she says, this is where I go when I need creative inspiration. Scotty is just a real dude out here encouraging and lifting others with his perspective and words. Thank you, Dynomoto. I think I'm saying that right. I sincerely appreciate you taking time out of your existence to 
support the show not only by listening but through your words as well and sharing it with other people i really do appreciate you and anybody who's left the ratings and review finally to wrap things up i need to give a big shout out to nick jenkins of bluka for all the theme music you hear on this show check them out over at soundcloud or on instagram at b-l-o-o-k-a-h that's bluka and as you finish out your week strong i want to encourage you to keep showing up keep putting in the work and keep creating You got this.